Hey, you guys. Welcome to the press. I'm your host, Empress. For those of you who are listening for the first time, hey, I'm happy you're here. This is a Christian-based podcast where we eat, we drink, and we press. We eat the word of God, we drink the living water, and we press into everything. As a family, as his sons and daughters, we press into prayer, we press into our callings, we press into spiritual warfare, freedom, wisdom, and most importantly, his presence. This is episode 15, and prior to recording episode 15, something major happened in my life. Major, 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 major. I touched a cat. (laughs) You guys, I have never in life ever, ever, ever a single day of my life liked a cat. And yes, I share the typical cat story that their demeanor is just way too sinister. But to set the scene, I'm meeting one of my friend's friends, right? And we're at her house. My friend is making introductions. And I'm also, unfortunately, introduced to a black cat. And I genuinely just felt so uncomfortable. And one of the first things, side note, whenever I tell someone that I don't like cats, they feel that it's their need to they feel like their cat is gonna somehow just turn me into a cat lover but I'm not a cat person at all whatsoever but yeah my friend introduces us and I meet the cat and I don't care too much for the cat and one of the first things I told my friend's friend was that if I ever ended up liking cats it will alter human events sound the alarm because I am truly a different person Let the Herald know that an announcement needs to be made because there's obviously a new law in the land and there is absolutely no way I would ever, by choice, be within arm's length proximity of a cat ever. Operative word being was. (laughs) The operative word is was because after a few times I'd been over to her house, the cat started to like snuggle next to me on the couch and I'm not the type of person to go to someone else's home and ask that they have their animals put away. I love animals in sight, not in interaction. I really just wanted to be an observer. And the psychology of animals really just throws me for a loop sometimes because I know consciousness and self-perception within the framework of humanity, but to know that a cat is self-aware is frightening to me. It's a wild train of thought. Anyway, the cat got next to me, and to my surprise, I was not freaking out, and this is crazy. Even hearing it back, I'm questioning who the cat sat next to because it couldn't have been me. Empress next to a cat is crazy. By week four, I'm over here feeding the cat treats, acting like I'm still nervous when really she has me smitten. And a week prior, you could not have paid me to guess that I would willingly feed a cat. There is no, no, no. There is no way. So that stands to reason that I am, in fact, a different person, like I said I would be if I ever touched a cat. And that was in such a short period of time. It's so funny because I was adamantly telling them that the moment the tie changes between myself and cats, it's grounds for celebration. It's grounds for celebration because I am truly a new person. I have turned over a new leaf. I'm no longer on the opposing side of a cat that's crazy and it happened in such a short period of time 
And I wasn't looking for God to speak through this moment, but of course he did. And he told me that I would not have been able to reflect on the growth that happened in that moment if it wasn't presented to me in this particular context. In the beginning, it was very uncomfortable. And naturally, I was advertent about changing my mind about whether or not I liked cats. But by pushing through the discomfort and apprehensiveness, the fear, anxiety, um, or just any odd feeling that I felt associated with cats, I was able to discover a version of myself that I never knew existed. One that likes cats. Okay, likes might be too far. Tolerant is the right word. A person who is tolerant of cats. I never thought that could be me. Within the same vicinity of a cat, round of applause. Like, an entire celebration needs to happen because... I never thought I would see the moment where I wanted to pet a freaking cat. That's just wild to me. Wild, wild, wild. Wild, 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 wild. That's crazy. Crazy, beautiful. Crazy, crazy. Crazy. And if I can be transparent with you guys, that is what the latter and former portions of the year have been like for me. I've been in a handful of situations where a mirror is placed in front of me and it's the same spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of me, but I see a different version of myself each time and it happens so quick. Like with the cat, this happened over the span of like two to four weeks and I'm seeing a different version of myself popping up. He's pruning me, refining me, and if I take the right perspective inside of his pruning, I'll be able to see God's love because if I don't take the perspective that I need to take, I'll feel like he's just pushing me down with a means to no end. And the way that I envision what's been going on is the mirror remains the same. It's in the same position. But I go under and when I come up, I'm a different person, different person in a better way, of course, but it's very uncomfortable. And the place I'm at right now with God is very, what's a word? It's very iterative. Like it's very repetitious, not in a, okay, back to the drawing board cadence, but in a, okay, now we can move to what's next. But the next step still involves a pressing. The next step still involves a pushing through. It's just funny because I genuinely was not expecting to, I genuinely wasn't expecting to get to another level and the pressing to get 10 times more intense, you know, like I'm thinking, oh, breakthrough, oh, God is taking me here, God is taking me there, God is doing this, glory to glory. I didn't understand that the pressing doesn't lessen, but our capacity for the press, our capacity to keep pushing, our capacity to keep fighting, our capacity gets larger because our reliance on God has grown exponentially. When you put all of your reliance on Jesus, when you put all of everything, when you put all that you have into Jesus, you have so much more freedom to do what you need to do. Every time I've had to press, it's in a moment where I don't have any other choice but to choose God. And truthfully, reliance on God meant I was praying more. I was fasting more consistently in his word. Reliance on God meant that I began to know more about him than my situation. And sometimes that is so difficult. It's so difficult. 
it's so difficult to try and pull from what sometimes you think you know about God because now it feels like, okay, this is what I think I know, but in reality, this is what I'm going through and I cannot seem to find God anywhere in this, even though he, he says he's all of these things, but that's not what I'm feeling right now at all whatsoever. But I have to make an active decision to know more about him than I know about myself. And see, that helps during the press because it's essential to have our gaze set on Jesus, to know him, really know him, to know less about the world and know more about him. It's so simple. It's so simple. His word is so, so simple. And when you catch yourself saying things like, well, I already knew that. I know that I need to have my gaze set on him. When you're so passive with God's word, when you're so passive with God's name, you have to take a step back and ask him to reveal it to you again. Because you could get one word in the Bible, you could see the word so, and God ministers to you on that one word, and that means something so special to you. And God takes you on a journey with just one word. You start to feel like you have authority with that one word because you do. And I have an example I forget what verse this was. I want something to happen, right? And I've been praying for it to happen for a while. And I saw the word cause. I think it was in Ezekiel. I think it was in Ezekiel. And I see, I saw how it said God caused so-and-so to happen. And I kept reading something, something God caused so-and-so to happen. And I kept going over the word cause, cause, cause. And I started to pray that God would cause things to happen. And he said that word so deep in my spirit that cause just meant a cause, causing something happen. God can cause something to happen. And that just meant it changed a lot for me inside of my prayer because I was truly sitting and eating on his word, every piece of his word. Yeah, so back to knowing him. All you need to do for the press is to know God. All you need for the press is to know him, know Jesus, know the spirit who lives within you, know him. And when you do that, when you go on a daily journey of knowing your father, you move inside of a different level of authority. You move with knowledge. How are you going to press from confusion, press from ignorance? Knowing him is key. And when you start declaring the truth of who God is, when you stop focusing on yourself, you're able to start seeing the ways that God has paved for you. And your situation doesn't become a burden to you at all times. This isn't to say like we shouldn't go to therapy or take care of ourselves, but we can't focus on ourselves. This is to say that God's authority has to be at the forefront of our minds at all times. We can't let it slip into the back. We have to declare who our father is despite what our situation looks like, despite what meets the physical eye. Knowing God is the answer to it all. It's a privilege. It is a privilege to know who God is. How are you going to press from confusion? How are you going to press if you're ignorant? How? Knowing him is key. When you know God, when you start declaring the truth of who God is and stop focusing on yourself, (laughs) you start to really experience the power of God when you step into his truth. This isn't to say that when you step into his truth. God's authority has to be at the forefront of our minds at all times. We can't let it slip to the back. We have to declare who our father is. 
Who is he? Despite what the situation looks like, despite what meets our physical eye, knowing God is the answer to it all. It is such a privilege, a true luxury to be able to call on our father who we know, who we know. We know him. We know him. We know him. We know him as El Shaddai, meaning Lord Almighty, El Elyon, meaning the most high, Adonai, Lord, Master, Yahweh, Lord. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of our faith, the author of life. And it's far too easy to look at God and who he says he is and come up with our own iterations of what that might mean. We know. Ask God to show you what that means. What does it mean for you to be El Shaddai? What does that mean? And hey. That might be a bold question because I asked the same thing and went through a pressing to find out what chief shepherd means. But either way, (laughs) either way, ask him about his name, how you should carry it, how you should speak about his name. You know how some people's names just fit them. You look, assess their person, consider your experiences with them and say, yeah, your name definitely fits you. Or you look at somebody one time. And they tell you your name and you're like, oh, yeah, that fits you completely. And I always ask people what their parents were going to name them. And we go through the list and usually the response is either, yeah, I could see that or absolutely not. Because I know them. I've shared life experiences with them to which the only name that fits them is the one that they have. It's perfect. And I pray that your response to the names of God is, yeah, that fits And you have an an encounter with that name as your comforter, as your deliverer, as your morning star, as the author and finisher of your faith. I pray that you really experience the name above all names, Jesus, because during the press, that is our only focus. It's on Jesus. He spends his time cultivating us inside of the press through our knowledge of him. He's increasing our capacity to be able to press press and press and press and press. Impress, Empress. Ah! Okay. Um, let me stop. <laughs> but remember, do you guys remember when I told you in like the, I don't know what episode it was, but he was taking me through a pressing and he kept saying, Empress, Empress. Ah, he's so cute. I love God. Um, that's why this will always be more than a podcast for me because last week he told me, You can't have the press and only go through one pressing. You have to have lived through this to be able to tell my children about it in its fullness. So he's making me very proficient in the press. I'm so low to the ground. (laughs) I'm so low to the ground right now. I know what the soil smells like. I can tell you what country. Like, literally, I could pick up the soil and be like, yeah, this is. (laughs) no I'm kidding but yeah when I asked him about the reason for pushing me down so low he emphasized the importance of staying low to the ground last year around this time it was October I had a vision I always have visions and dreams my friend said she's going to start referring to me as MLK because it oh wait it fits oh my gosh that was perfect you see she was going to call me MLK because I'm always having dreams and visions because it just fits you see how that goes? So what was I saying? Oh, yeah, dreams. Anyway, I keep track of my dreams and visions in, a note, in my notes app or in a notebook because regardless of my understanding in that moment, the interpretation 
from God is very important. We all have to do that. Whenever we have a dream, a vision, you have to keep track of it and ask God for the interpretation. And so I have this vision immediately when I wake up and it was as if like a movie preview was playing. I was not asleep. I was awake. It was a vision. As soon as I got up and I wrote what I saw, which were eagles swarming. This is what I wrote. Eagles swarming, grabbing women from a land of calamity, a land of warfare, a land of strife. These eagles are on assignment to you, to your family. They are finding you by your praise. Your praise is your identifier. They'll know you by your worship. Then they're going to bring you up. The eagle is coming for you swiftly and taking you out of that land. I literally see red, war, famine, black mist, dark, dark red, death, and eagles are grabbing us and bringing us into a light so bright it's blinding to the natural eye. Blinding. But God's daughters are ready. Everyone cannot bear to see this light. But the core, they've been preparing fasting, warring. They are currently being taken from glory to glory into a new level with God. Get ready. He is going to blow your mind starting now. You didn't know you could reach heights this high while on earth. Yes, you're here. Relish in it. Be slow in it. Take your time to acknowledge all of the beauty and don't forget what you learned at ground level. He said, don't forget what you learned at ground level. Don't forget, because you're about to go from glory to glory in Christ. But don't forget what you learned in the lowly place. Don't forget how you prayed. Don't forget how you loved me. Don't forget how you entered into the secret place. Don't forget how you worshipped. Don't forget how I showed you who I am. Don't forget what I taught you. To get to a place high enough to be able to look at a place that caused you so much trauma, that caused you so much heartache, that caused you so much pain and turmoil, to be able to look at that situation from a bird's eye view, a God's eye view, it's a privilege, but you also cannot forget what you learned down there because you were in a land of calamity. You were in a land of strife. You were in a land of trouble. You were in a land of pain. And you've come out of it alive. So how did you do that? What did you do there to keep you alive? How did God, what did God show you about yourself? What are you taking from that land of calamity that you're bringing to the next level? You know, don't forget anything. Because your person is still here. You're still alive. You made it out. By God's grace, by his mercy. And he was showing you things down there in that land of calamity, in the land of strife, in the land of warfare that are essential to where you're about to go. So don't forget it. Because to get what you've been praying for, to get to another level and immediately forget God is surely a recipe for disaster. We always have to be in a place of humility. Psalm 34, 2 says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Boast meaning to halal, to praise, to flash light forth, to shine, to celebrate. And our lives will begin to boast in the Lord, to celebrate in the Lord. Celebrate El Shaddai, El Roy. Our lives will boast in our comforter. They will boast in our deliverer. They will boast in our prince of peace. It says, the humble shall hear. Who? The humble. The ones who are low enough 
to hear what's going on at ground level. The humble will hear. To some, to some, it might flow in with the sounds of the earth. It'll sound like ruckus, like noise pollution. But those who have ears will hear. The Latin word for humble is humilis, meaning lowly. Further translating to the word hum humus, meaning ground. The ones who will hear are the ones who are low enough to have been engaging with the happenings at ground level. In urban planning, public life is curated at ground level. They intentionally design at ground level because this is where the life happens. In an article from Spur.org, they said that public life is the essence of urbanism. The city's ability to facilitate movement, commerce, democracy, innovation, and creativity resides in the currents and eddies of human beings at the boundary of public and private space, where homes, jobs, shops, and civic buildings touch streets, parks, and plazas. In a good urban neighborhood, the ground floors of the buildings work symbiotically with the surrounding sidewalks and public spaces. Together, they provide continuous networks and pathways and experiences that are active, safe, and comfortable, and also engaging. So in essence, what happens at ground level acts as the framework for how the city will develop. And we are supposed to embrace ground level because we learn so much at ground level. So much is happening for us to take in at ground level. And these are just some verses that I love about pressing. Philippians 3.14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Psalm 118.13 says, you pushed me violently so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Thank you. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1.10-11 says, So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those who God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. First Peter 2, I'm almost done. 21, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow in his footsteps. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And this is um, a verse about the humble man that I'm going to read next. So Psalm 34, six says the poor man, the humble man, the desperate man. Okay. That was, it says the poor man. And I was like the humble man, the desperate man. Cause I was looking at different translations, but it says the poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. God hears the humble and saves them. And guess what else comes from the ground? from being humble, from being lowly, the oil. Ding, 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 ding. In Zechariah 4, 6, this is the amplified version. It says, then he said to me, this, then it has in the brackets, continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord to 
Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel. Yeah, we're going to go with Zerubbabel. Prince of Judah saying, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, bracket, of whom the oil is a symbol, says the Lord of hosts. And that's Zechariah 4, 6. So as you get deeper in the word and stay in a place of humility, as you get lower and lower and lower and God takes you deeper and deeper and deeper inside of the press, inside of his spirit, you become drenched in the oil, the Holy Spirit, anointed in the oil and knowing yet another layer of who God is to you. So continue to press. Okay, that's it. That's all I have for today. Um, also... Oh, I definitely had to tell you guys about last, the last episode. It was about, it was supposed to be about scent and sound, but I listened back to that episode and I absolutely hated it. I hated it personally. It was about everything that I love, which is scent and a good sound. And yes, it's in the Bible and God has a lot of great things to say about that. But um, I listened back to it and all I was saying was I, 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 I within the first 10 minutes. And I just felt that wasn't an accurate representation of what God wanted to say. It was just everything that Empress likes and what Empress likes to do. And it was just a lot of me going on. And isn't that about me? It was never about me. It's about Jesus. And thank you guys so much for being understanding. And I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting all of you. You guys are so sweet, especially um, in the DMs. Also, congrats to Shayna because I sent out a Le Labo candle um, maybe like a few weeks ago when the Scent and Sound episode was supposed to come out. I wanted that to paired together but God said no ditch that and so Shayna got herself a Le Labo candle and she said that she really likes it so I'm so happy about that and yes this was a great episode humility is the key at the end of the day we need to remain humble we need to stay very low to the ground because at the ground is where we get the oil. At the ground, staying low is where we are encountering the Holy Spirit. On that note, I will see you guys in the next episode. And, oh my gosh, it's almost the end of the year. But this is when this is when things start lighting up. Also, wait, I'm going to say this. So, if your year is not looking how you want it to look right now, please be encouraged. For me personally, God always makes things shake in the last bit of the year don't know why he does that but he is an 11th hour god okay okay so if you need some encouragement just know who your father is know that he he has a plan for you he has not forsaken you he fulfills his word he's not a liar whatever word that he sent out for you whatever word he sent out for you for the month of october november and december of 2023 it must come to pass, period. It has to come to pass. Isaiah 55, 11 says that his word will not return to him void. And that's what we're standing on. Bye. Love you guys. Toodles.